You preschool moms and dads, you know what it's like to go down into those rooms, but we want the rest of you to get a taste of it. So yes. thanks, Joy. Yes. Yeah, so a few weeks ago, my grandparents asked me to start taking some pictures so that I could show them here and let you all see. Are the pictures ready? Okay, you can start the first one. So this picture, um, every week we have snack time. This is snack time. <laughs> it usually consists of goldfish and some water. <laughs> you can go to the next one. Here is Daniel Dudley. He always is playing with the cars. That is his spot. <laughs> yeah, you can go on. Here is Caden. He is holding his um, picture. This was on Palm Sunday, so we were learning about Jesus and how they laid the palms before him. You can go on. Here is, I believe this is Ezra. Okay, yes, it's Ezra. <laughs> I have two sets of identical twins in my preschool. They're both here today. I'm getting there. Sometimes I still mix them up, though. <laughs> so here's Ezra by some food. We have a kitchen in our preschool class, and it is definitely a favorite. I'm constantly being served delicious meals by my preschoolers. <laughs> you can go on to the next. Okay, so here's Cruz um, with his picture. Very nice job. You can, next one. <laughs> Here we are in the playroom. Um, the preschool consists of three rooms. We have a lesson room, and then a playroom, and then more of like a quiet time type room. So here they are in the playroom. You can go to the next. Here we are on Easter Sunday. This is our Easter Sunday class. Big smiles. <laughs> and here's the entire class um, lining up to go hunting for Easter eggs. Yeah, after we learned our lesson. <laughs> go on. Here we are sorting out all the eggs. We had to make sure everyone had exact same amount of eggs and exactly the same prizes. <laughs> so that was me figuring all that out. <laughs> go to the next. Here we have one of the twins are looking in their eggs. Keep going. <laughs> Here we are. I think this is when they're actually playing with all their toys that they got that week. I did give them all sticky hands. I'm sorry to any parents who <laughs> those might have been a little bit interesting at home, but they had a blast with them in class. You can go on. Here we are in the more quiet time room. We usually have at least a few kids building some Lego creations every week. Here are some of them. Yes, there is Kenley working on, I think that was a house. <laughs> Go to the next. Okay, and this was last week we learned about praising Jesus and God. So this, throughout these pictures, you've probably seen some of the amazing artwork in the backgrounds. Kathy Cootley did the artwork around here. That is one of her recent ones that she has done. It's beautiful. <laughs> You can go to the next. And here we are at snack time again. Again, in the background, you can see one of Kathy's amazing art pieces. So yeah, I believe that is it. Okay, awesome. So. <laughs>
I saw somebody in there that looked like she was older than preschool. Yeah, Zoe is very tall, but she no, is in I my mean, preschool. I mean, I mean, like helpers. Like oh, her. yes, Annika Binder has been helping me. She is not a preschooler. So, no. Annika. <laughs> and who else helps with you? And Faith, Faith Pomp has also been helping yes. me. Yes. Well, thank you, Joy. Thank you. Well, let's stand up together. And um, we're so thankful again for, for all those that help. And uh, what a blessing. And we'll release the kids. And let's greet each other before we move along here. Greet each other in the Lord. Praise God. Um, we are so thankful. Well, we all have mothers and we're thankful for them. For some of us, our mothers have transitioned now to heaven. But we know we'll see them again someday because of yes. Jesus and what he did for us. Amen? Yes. Uh, so that's such, that's such a wonderful thing about being in the Lord. And the songs again, Dane, you know, you, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit anointed, I believe, in picking those out, child of God, over and over again. That's what we are, too. Yep. yep. But th this morning, I was, just before the service, I was going through my Bible and going, looking over a few scriptures for this morning, and, and I saw this, and this is from my mom. And... Uh, it's uh, a note that she gave to Joyce and I on her last Christmas with us. And I thought, that's kind of neat. You know, and I'll just read it to you, too, because it's a good word for all of us. Steve and Joyce, but for you, let's have it, too, this morning. Because you have received the right that Jesus bought and paid for you, you also have all things necessary for all your needs and wants because you have come to know Jesus. And those two words are emboldened. You've come to know Jesus who, and that's also emboldened, is the source of all you can ever want or need. And that is 2 Peter 1, 1 through 4. That's a summary of those, that scripture, I believe. So thank you, Mom, for that word for us this yes. morning. And uh, it is, it's an eternal family. We're part of the family of God and uh, God has made us all different but it is, it's eternal and there's something inside of people that is that heart, that knowing there's, there's an empty place a big empty place until we come to that realization and knowing as mom had emphasize your Jesus to know him 
And uh, he is the source of all we could ever want or need. Sometimes we as children look to our mothers that way, you know, when we're little, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, looking for all the wants and needs and... Yeah, let me share this. You got something there? Uh, We were looking through some of his old... What do you have? It's in his filing cabinet. I think it's called... Folder. Personal or things he wanted to hang on to. Well, this was in there from Mother's Day, 1995. That's 27 years ago. And it's a little skit that our three kids did in the uh, fellowship hall. That's where the sanctuary was. And it just was things like that. Sarah worked on it back then. (laughs) She was liking to do stuff like that. But it's just stuff like Andy says, uh, he was 15 at the time, John 11. Sarah, I think you were working at Lucan's Deli when this was written. So Andy says, Mom, is there enough milk for cereal this morning? John says, Mom, I don't feel like going to school today. Sarah says, Mom, I have to work tonight, so I won't be home until 6.30. Andy, Mom, this shirt has a missing button. John, Mom, Andy is using my toothpaste. Sarah, Mom, does this outfit look okay? Andy, Mom, can you cut my hair tonight? John, Mom, I don't want my hair cut. Anyone that knows John, he had long hair when he was in high school. Sarah says, Mom, does my hair look okay today? And then it just goes on and on, things that every one of you with kids still at home, how many times a day, Abby, do you hear mom, mom, mom? And so anyway, it was just kind of a cute uh, thing that they did way back then. It ended up with bedtime, finally. Um, John says, mom, I love you. Andy, Mom, I love you. Sarah, Mom, I love you. Then John says, Mom, Andy is hitting me. It's when they shared a bedroom. Andy, Mom, he hit me first. So anyway, that's just a picture of how it is with um, moms. So today, uh, some time ago, Steve asked if I would share on Mother's Day. I says, well, really, Mother's Day, I should be able to just not share, just sit. And he says, well, pray about it. It was like I really would rather just not. And, um, well, because when he first asked, he asked if I would do it by myself. I said, no, it's Mother's Day. That's when you should be speaking about mothers. Anyway, I prayed about it. I felt you were more of an expert on it. Okay. Yeah. Good one there. Right, guys? <laughs> so when I prayed about it, I, the word unique just kind of popped out, and I thought, because I was thinking about my mom. I, I was thinking about how my mom, you have Steve's mom, I was thinking how 
we're all different. Even if we had a really good mom, we probably don't do everything just like she did it, you know, because we're unique. So when I got the word... And one, and one thing us men have learned is not to say, well, my mom did it this <laughs> way. <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> yeah. My mom cooked it this way. Well, my mom's recipe was this way. My yes, mom. Yes. So we don't say that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Except about my mom's potato salad. No one can beat that. So anyway, unique, I thought, well, I'm just going to Google it. So I just put, I think I, I don't know what I did. If I put Bible slash unique, I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, the first thing that pops up is this wonderful article or this message that Pastor Dennis Lee wrote and it's called God Made You Unique. And I'm just going to read highlighted portions of it. It's for Mother's Day, but it's for every one of us. It reminds me of this past week, I was listening to um, Pastor Keith Moore. I was in the exercise room, and um, his message, he started with, thank God you have a body. If you didn't have a body, you wouldn't be sitting here or you wouldn't be watching online. And then he just went on to say, your body is an amazing thing. Your body is the most valuable physical possession you have stewardship over. Yeah, you may have jewelry on, for sure you have clothes on, your house, your car, they're not more important than your physical body. So be thankful to the Lord for your body. Appreciate it. Take care of it. Treat it like you should, the way he wants you to. You need your body to do the will of God on this earth. And it just kind of struck me because that's part of being unique. Listen to this article. God loves diversity and variety. Get yours ready, honey, on the bugs. Think about it. God made over 3,000 species of beetles. Oh, no, we have Asian beetles. We don't want... <laughs> anyway, 300,000 species of beetles. Where's your thing about the bugs? Well, I'm going to talk about the clover, not the bugs. Oh, you're not going to mention the other bugs? Okay. No, he I did research, too, on his own that I didn't know what he, that he did. I'll talk a little bit about bugs, maybe. Okay. So anyway, then he says, did you know that in one cubic foot of snow, thank God the snow is gone, there are 18 million individual snowflakes not one alike. God likes variety in people, too. Just look around. Stand in line at Walmart or Target. You're bound to see some unique people. So the Bible says, Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14. I think we'll use New Living Translation. 
You, God, made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, and how well I know it. Another word is your workmanship is great, wonderful. Concerning, what is that talking about? It's our physical body. It's our physical body. Message Bible, at the end it says, body and soul, I am marvelously made. When I first read that, I thought there's some times I don't feel that, how well I know it, that I'm wonderfully complex, that I've been made in a great and wonderful way. I thought, uh-huh, we all have that in common. It's like that word that Pastor Moore had increased to remember to appreciate our physical body. Yeah, we're unique. God wants it that way. There's no one else in the world like you. There never has been and never will be. You are a one and only. Think about it. Even twins. We have three sets of twins in this church. They're each a one and only, and God broke the mold after he made you. If you were to travel, this is uh, Pastor Lee saying this, if you were to travel the entire length and breadth of our planet, you wouldn't find anyone else with the same footprint, fingerprint, or voice print. You are unique. And then he said, did you know your brain can compute about 15,000 decisions every second? Did you know your nose can smell 10,000 different odors? And that's just taking, yeah, it's just taking the brain and the nose. Think of what were made of. You are special to God. You matter. You matter. Yes, you're wonderfully complex because that's how God made you. In fact, you're so complex, you're even a mystery to yourself. Think about your mate <laughs> trying to understand you. <laughs> You were created for a purpose. You are not here by accident. You're who you are because God made you and God has a plan and purpose for you, your life. You were his idea. And God does not make mistakes. You are unique, and God wanted you to be uniquely you. And that is the you God wants to offer to the world. And so what I've read this different times. There's lots more he had. I, I just highlighted it. But 
it kind of fit with what Pastor Moore was saying. Thank God for your body. You wouldn't be here without it. You wouldn't be watching online without it. But then that whole level of appreciation about, yeah, we're different. Think about, um, we could do the thing of uh, what you like, what you don't like, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. You could take one thing, like, um, let's do jalapenos. Anyone like jalapenos? Raise your hand. Look at the ones that don't have them raised. And then there's all different degrees of liking jalapenos. I like only the tip. I dice it in little pieces over my salad. He basically eats the rest of it with all the seeds. I do not eat a seed. I mean, one thing like that, uh, the things you enjoy, someone might really enjoy cleaning. If you like to clean, raise your hand. There's a few, I know Abby is good at it. I'm so thankful for Ann Nelson here, because that's not my main area. I'm a swiper. I swiped things at home today with a, a cloth. If I think I see a lot of dust, then I'll swipe. Sometimes I don't even move the things. But my mom did teach me to do spring and fall cleaning. So things get clean at least twice a year really good. I like rather order. Order to me is more important. Organization is more important to me. And um, so anyway, we're, who likes organization? Yes. I would say it's the way to go, but no, that's not true. That's for me. Do you like organization, honey? I like things organized, but I don't like to organize. Right, right, that's it. So, so anyway, that's just a few things on we're unique. You have something also, to share? I don't, I don't like cleaning either, but I don't think I'm even a swiper. <laughs> I, I got I to gotta be able to see the dirt on a shelf before I start looking. I mean, to see... Really dirty. Some good layers there before it really needs attention, <laughs> I guess. But, you know, I'm thinking again of the songs that Dean picked. I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. We kept singing it over and over. I am a child of God. And there was a line in there, I don't know if it was exactly, I'm not worthy or something like that, right? But the thing is, we aren't in ourselves, but now... He has made us that in Christ Jesus because he's alive like we sang about because in Christ Jesus I am worthy I am a think about that I am a child of God I am a child of Jerry and Joyce Pomp but I'm also a child of God because I've been recreated in him and Hopefully all of you here today are, have received Christ and become children of God. That's how we become, when we're born again, we might say, spiritual birth. That's when we become children of God. 
That's when we become eternal children of God. And uh, the thing is that in the body of Christ, we're so different. You know, I was going to share a little bit about how we're different. Uh, one thing I remember, I was, I read, I happened to come across this same article Joyce did, but then also there was another one, and it was just talking about uniqueness and all this. And, but it reminded me of when I was a little boy, probably a preschooler, um, that uh, once in a while, this is when we were in Davis, South Dakota, and I remember we had a fence all the way around the yard, and the grass growing, it was a pretty good sized yard. And uh, when mom, I'm thinking it was probably when mom needed to do something or she wanted to get me out of the house or out of her, you know, out of the way for a little bit. Stevie, Stevie would you go out and find a four-leaf clover? And that would take a while. Yeah. I thought, first I remember thinking, four-leaf clover? I thought they have just three on there, you know. I must have been able to count by that time. Yeah. And, uh, but you know what? Usually... I, you know, I'd look around, and usually I would find a four-leaf clover. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever done that? Look for a four-leaf clover? Did your mom make have you do that too? But uh, the thing was, I was reading in that article, and it said um, it says it was talking about uh, looking for a four-leaf clover, and it says. Uh, and he had, this guy had done that same thing. His mom had asked him to do it too, I guess. And he said, if mom had asked me to find two identical leaves on the clover, I would not have been successful. I found out that no two clover leaves in the world are truly identical. And then continuing in that article there, it said, close inspection with a strong magnifying glass or a microscope will show that each clover leaf is unique. But there is more. The same is true of the leaves of any plant, including trees. What many people don't realize, that, that's how I found this article. I, in Google there I put in, are all the leaves on a tree species the same, or are there some that are the same, or whatever. But then it says, it's true of leaves on any plant, including trees. What many people don't realize is that scientists have determined that in all the world, no two leaves of any plants are identical. I didn't realize that. You know, I knew about snowflakes. I had heard about that. Each one... Each is one of a kind, unique. That is outstanding, astounding. And I would agree, <laughs> that's astounding to me. But just think of the uniqueness of you. But that's an important paragraph. Did I miss one? One main reason for uniqueness has to do with physical composition. Leaves, faces, ladybugs, 
and other entities we see in nature are composed because uh, he was saying too, even ladybugs, you know, the same species, there's a dump, bunch of different, what do you call it, species of ladybugs or types or, you know, some of them can have the spots in the same, it looks like the same place anyway, but um, anyway, the, they're composed of constituent parts or members, building blocks. Variations in the arrangement of these parts, however subtle, contribute to their differences. And see, that's true of people and all of us. And it's true in the body of Christ. The body of Christ. All members in the body of Christ. And the thing is, with differences, they're really good. Can you see the strength in having... We were all exactly with each other. Um, if we were all car carbon copies, should I just use this? Seems like we're. If we were all carbon copies of each other, well, just imagine that in the body of Christ. But you know what? There's not one, I, even you know, like we said, we, we've got three sets of identical twins in this church now. And uh, as we get to know them better, they, we call them identical, but they're not identical. But in the body of Christ, there's no one the same as you. In the whole world, there's no other person like you. You know, I found out I don't know how I found that out. Maybe it was, I was curious and I typed in on Facebook or something, Steve Pomp. And I found another Steve Pomp. I don't, didn't know if I really liked that or not, you know. <laughs> I suppose if your name is Johnson or something, you pro there's probably, you know, it's, that's easy to know that there would be another one with your name, another person. Uh, but I found there was another Steve Pomp. I, I thought, should I get in touch with him or not? <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure I wanted to <laughs> find out who he was or what he was like. I think maybe we, we are on Facebook together. I'm not sure. But anyway, he's not me. I'm not him. He knows that, and I know that. We're very different. But in the body of Christ, when there's differences, that can also cause issues. Right? Because I see things differently than you do. Joyce sees things differently than I do. You know, because we're not the same. There's this whole issue of men and women. Men are different than women in the way they think, too. Right? Yep. yep. And just that in itself can cause issues. So that's where we learn to walk in the love of the Lord, right? We walk in love toward one another because there are going to be differences on purpose. It was a God 
planned, God-created, God-ordained thing that there would be differences. Hallelujah. Did you, you read this one already? Okay. Did you have something? No? <clears throat> We're fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay, did you want to read it or you want me to? Yeah? This is, I think it's a really interesting scripture. We're skipping down a little bit, I believe. Maybe not. But this is down to Ephesians 2, Amplified Classic. Oh, for Lucas there in the back. Ephesians 2, Amplified Classic, verse 10. 10. For we are God's own handiwork. Why don't you... We do something for me. Just poke the person next to you and say, you are God's own handiwork. You are too. His workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew. That we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for, and put your name in there, my name in there, us. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Just think, just think about that a moment, you know, how he prearranged. Maybe, possibly that's what God was spending a lot of that outside of time, eternity, planning you and me, all of us, and having a plan for our life. A plan. He, he, in his heart, he birthed you originally. You were not an accident. You were not an accident, even if you were you know, there's some people that have been, were conceived in rape and such, but still God has a plan. He knew that would take place, and he has a plan. He has a plan for each individual, each person. That word workmanship in my Bible it says this, the word signifies that which is a product, a design produced by an artisan. It emphasizes God as the master designer, the universe as his creation, and the redeemed believer as his new creation. Before conversion, our lives had no rhyme or reason. Conversion to Christ brought us balance, symmetry, order. We are God's poem, his work of art. That's what we are. 
Don't put yourself down. Don't allow the enemy to to bring things on you, thoughts of you're worthless or you're not worth anything. Or don't allow that. You know, okay, I could go one direction here, but did you have something? Otherwise, there's... This is from Rick Renner when he um, writes about Ephesians 2.10 from as he studied the Greek. He says, when Jesus came into your life, he created you to be free from the past, free from negative effects of your family, and liberated from all former hang-ups. In short, a brand new creature. So stop laying claim to your family's genetic problems, inheritable sicknesses, dysfunctional behaviors, disorders, hang-ups, curses, any other negative thing that was a part of your life before Christ. That old person no longer exists. He is dead. You are brand new. So he says, again, looking at the essence in the Greek of that, Ephesians 2.10, don't you think it's time to stop moaning about how dumb, stupid, ugly, or untalented you might feel compared to others. Those feelings are all lies. Some of that may have been true before you were born again, but none of it is true of you now that you are in Christ. God turned you into something spectacular. That's who you are now. So lay claim to your new identity and adjust your thinking and talking to reflect who you really are. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, you can help us with that in Jesus' name. And... Well, I'm just going to read this scripture because I came across this and I think in my devotions this week and I thought this, I think, really flows in with what we're talking about because until we're in Christ Jesus, we aren't recreated. We aren't born again. We aren't connected with God spiritually, with him. Our spirit is separated from him and so we're living in spiritual death. And, uh, but it says here in Ecclesiastes, this is the, I think the last scripture, Ecclesiastes 3.11a, the Amplified Bible. It says, he has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. And I see that as people, of, we've talked about the creation and how it's all so different. God is so awesome, he's beyond our comprehension, totally beyond our comprehension. You know, he's, 
you're going to find out that all the leaves, there's, there's a difference in them. I mean, there's not one the same, just like the snowflakes, but also all these other th things that God created. They're all different. Um, but it says he makes everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. He has also planted eternity a sense of divine purpose in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. And that is the truth. If you're here this morning or if you're watching online, if you've had this sense that there's a longing in you that's not satisfied. It's God. You need to be united with him. We're separated from God by sin. The Bible tells us all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, God desired to have fellowship and communion, interaction, partnership with beings on this earth or in this universe, put it that way. And he created us for that. There was one song I, I noticed, it's a, I'm not sure I can get it exactly, but it was kind of, like, you didn't need us. You know what that was, Dane? You don't, didn't need us, but you wanted us or something like that? But in a sense, I think maybe there was that need in God to have creatures, creatures, <laughs> creatures, creations, creatures. That's a good word. That's <laughs> so we're creatures of God. <laughs> that he made to have fellowship with him, partnership with him, communion with him. And when I say partnership, doing stuff together with him. That's on this earth. We want to flow with his purpose for us on this earth. Satan wants to get us off of that purpose, off of that track. I don't want to be off the track that God has for me. I'm not saying I haven't been off the track, but I want to get back on then again, right? Aren't you glad we can repent and turn back, get back on? Because we all miss it. But he's got this plan for us. Our part, it's only our part. You know, and in the body of Christ, some are seen a lot more, some not as much. But in families, in businesses, workplaces, whatever, but they're all needed. I mean, the parts are needed. And he has created us to do, to, to be creative ourselves, to do things. He, he put man and woman first in the garden. I was talking to somebody just yesterday and we were talking about gardens. It's time of year to plant gardens. And we were talking about, 
I think we thought we would be gardening in heaven one day. That's what I told my dad. I told him, I said, my dad passed to heaven on April 25, which of course is right before the gardening season. And, and we were thinking to have a garden again that year. And, uh, but then dad knew, you know, he just knew it wouldn't be that. And I can't remember if I told him face to face or was on the phone because uh, we were gone just that day when he was, looked like he was going to pass to heaven. And we were, I said, well, Dad, because that's what it was. It was on the phone on our way back from Sioux Falls. And he said, bless you, Steve. And I said, Dad, you can start working on that garden in heaven. When I come, we'll work on it together up there. And I, something in me thinks that's exactly right. It's going to happen. It's a desire of my heart, and I think it is his too. Um, but he's created us for purpose. He's created us to do things. I mean, in heaven, for eternity, we're going to be doing stuff with God. We're partnered with him. We'll probably be creating things. But we're doing it here now. Yeah. Right now. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Did you want to do the... Oh. You want to do that? You do that. Are you sure? You want to do it? You want to do it? Okay. Um, okay, I think we have, it's the song that's on the very end. Do we have that for the screen? Maybe it's called You're Something Special by Bill Gaither. Does anybody know that song? Oh, you're going to sing it? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to sing it. Okay. Not sure I can build up the courage to do it or not. Because <clears throat> I didn't practice it at all. But it is a good song. Yes. Do we have it up there? Well, let's say it together. That's a good way to do it. Um, and we won't do the, all the choruses, but can you do that with me? Just say this song? Or does somebody here want to sing it? Raise your hand if you want to sing it. Uh, I don't see any hands here. I don't see any there, so we'll say it together. <laughs> when Jesus sent you to us, we loved you from the start. You were just a bit of sunshine from heaven to our hearts. Uh, let's see. Abby, when the next line's up, go like this so I know, okay? Okay. Not just another baby, because since the world began, there's been something very special for you in his plan. And then it says the chorus, and I'm not sure where the chorus. Well, that's okay, that's his next line. That's why he made you special. You're the only one of your kind. God gave you a body and a bright, healthy mind. 
He had a special purpose that he wanted you to find. So he made you something special. You're the only one of your kind. Verse 2. I have a little sister who's not at all like me. She can write a lovely poem, but I can climb a tree. My brother, too, is different with freckles on his nose. When my questions needed answers, he's the one who knows. And then verse 3. My daddy mows the backyard. My mommy makes the bed. My brother cleans his playroom. I see the dog gets fed. And each one needs the other to help him through the day. And love must be the reason God planned it all that way. Thank you, Lord. That's perfect for Mother's Day. Yeah, that is. And then we have a, I believe, was there a confession and a prayer that we had here too? Or? No. No? Okay. Well, let's just, let's just cover this in prayer then. Lord, for one thing, we pray if there's anyone that's here or listening that has not received you as their Savior, that they would do it now by simply asking you, Lord, admitting that they are sinners, they need a Savior, they need to be forgiven, and Jesus paid the price for our forgiveness to just receive that as their own today, just to talk to you and ask for that, Lord. But this is your day on this Mother's Day 2022 to receive Jesus as your Savior because you believe Jesus is the Son of God. He was fully man, fully God. You believe he died for you on the cross and you believe he rose again like that song we sang today also. But then, Father, we know that you have made us special. We pray that you would just work that work in us today, that we would have a grasp, a deeper one than we've had before. Every person that hears or sees this, that we would know all the intricacies of things that you placed within each of us as individuals to be the part that we are, the person that we are, the human being that we are, that now through Jesus can be in communication with you, that we can walk with you and we can talk with you. And you tell us that you're yours. Oh, what joy, what glorious joy we have in you, Lord. And Lord, may we spread this word, spread this vision around in Jesus' name. And everyone in agreement said, Amen. Amen. Um, hallelujah. Just a few announcements. I'm not going to go over a lot of them today. You can put them up on the screen or on the wall. But um, today we are receiving offerings for the Northwoods Pregnancy Center in Bemidji. Um, and for checks for that, if you write out a check, make it out to TCC and put 
put the, those offerings in one of the envelopes that's on the boxes. We have the, those black boxes on the back wall for our offerings and for our tithes. And, um, and then we'll compile those and we will be getting that to the Northwoods Pregnancy Center. I'm thankful for that place because that has saved some kids. It is, it is, I mean, their lives, that mothers have gone there and, and they've made decisions to keep their babies. And, you know, these days when, wow, this is so, in the headlines and such, this thing of abortion, we need to stand for the right to life for every person. And someone in the womb, like we just read from Psalm 139, is a person. Because <laughs> the real person is a spirit. And when there's conception there in the womb, the spirit joins that union. And the, the, that spirit is that person that God knew and thought of in his heart probably before the creation of the world, just like we read this morning. And so we, we, we put our voice out there for the unborn. Here's one other note. If you've had an abortion, if you, anyone here has, or if you online have, you know what? That is sin. It's wrong. It's taking of a life. But you know what else? You can be forgiven through Jesus Christ. And I know, I know some that have experienced that forgiveness. And it is true forgiveness. It is true forgiveness. So we want you to know that and not be under condemnation. But now you can be an even greater or stronger voice probably for the life of those that are in the womb. Praise God. So we just pray over our tithes and offerings today. Lord, we give you thanks that we can show our trust and love for you by what we give financially, both as our tithe, but then also in these special offerings that we have from time to time. And Lord, we pray your blessing on the Northwoods Pregnancy Center in Bemidji. We pray that they may be used of you to save many children from abortion. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, for information, there isn't a meal today since it's a Mother's Day. I know many of you have things planned. So uh, there's not a meal here at church, but you sure can fellowship as you would like, though. Well, praise God. If you have any prayer needs, please be free to come up here and we will pray for you. And... Happy Mother's Day. Yes. Happy Mother's Day. Enjoy it. Yes. Be blessed today. Amen. God bless you all.
God of creation There at the start Before the beginning of time With no point of reference You spoke to the dark And fleshed out the wonder of life And as you speak, I haunt you, baby. 